Hello and welcome to another episode of TOTS. I'm your host, Ben Gardner. Today on the show, we have Hampton of Hybrid Calisthenics. Hampton, welcome to the show. Good to be here, Ben. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So tell my listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do. Okay. Well, my name is Hampton. Uh, I, I do a brand, I guess, of online fitness content, which I put on the umbrella term, hybrid calisthenics. I help people cultivate long-term health and fitness uh, using mostly calisthenics, which is just body weight exercises, think push-ups and pull-ups, things you do with little or no equipment, things you can do at home, things like that. Sure. And so where were you born? Where did you grow up? And, and how did you eventually create this brand? Well, I was born in the States, uh, very proud to be American. Um, I was born in Utah. I live in North Arkansas right now. And I've really been into fitness my entire life. Um, I've always been very active. I was one of those kids that, you know, like if you set him down, you know, he's going to run off. You know, that, 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 <laughs> that was always me. Then I've always been into like push-ups and pull-ups, sit-ups. You know, I was always like, I, I liked physical activity. I was very drawn to it. At around 17, um, so while I had that, I didn't, I never really had a routine. So this is part of the importance of a routine around 17. I would, I work all day. And then at night I would watch TV. And back then I watched TV on Hulu and they would have ads. I think, I don't know, like every 10 minutes or so. And it, it'd be like a, a two minute ad. And during that two minute ad, I'd be like, well, while I'm waiting for ads, why don't I just do pushups? And I would do super slow and steady push-ups and I managed to get about 25 and I did that every commercial break so I would do about 100 a day just from watching tv so that was very enjoyable by the way like I never felt tired or anything I, I I went back to it whenever there was a commercial break and I was like okay so I got 100 and then eventually became easier and easier as, as I as I did them every day and I started doing about about 500 push-ups a day so th- this is me at 17 and my my midterm goal was to do a million push-ups over seven years or so I calculated it if I did 500 push-ups a day I would do I think a million over the course of a year over uh, seven years or so and to my 18 year old mind that was very appealing I'm like all right a million push-ups <laughs> okay. um but I, I like I was always I was always a bit concerned I was like well you know I do a lot of push-ups but I don't do like sit-ups squats core work what about other parts of my body by the way right. with calisthenics and with like most other exercises your body kind of balances out like I did a lot of push-ups I also got better at pull-ups so the, the, there is that. Um, but my friends were talking at the time, there was a popular book called Convict Conditioning. And it mentioned um, different w- forms of body weight training. Um, the six things they mentioned were push-ups, pull-ups, squats, leg raises, bridges, and handstand push-ups. So I, I got a copy of that and I always meant to read it. And during this time that I was studying abroad, when I was t- this was when I was 22, I was studying abroad in Germany. Um, oh, wow. I did not for one of the first, like for the first time in years, I did not have phone internet, you know, um, because right. like, if I went out and I, I used internet there, it costs like per megabyte. Very expensive. So I like, I don't, I don't wow. want to scroll through Facebook while I'm at a coffee shop. So yeah, I was exactly. online. So I had a, a, a ebook and I, I would just read that and I'd read it. And it was really interesting. The reason I got into it was I, my neck, my neck was kind of sore. So I wanted to do bridges. I wanted to train my back. But I really got into it, and I looked down at how it broke down and how it, it really focused on rest. You know, like, like the beginner, if someone's just watching this and you're, you're into it, a big mistake, especially with, like, young males, because we always wanted to, like, excel and, like, prove that we're better than our peers. <laughs> not, in a, not in a bad way, but, you know, like, as a guy, 
it's always guys that are like that. Come on, come on, guys. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always us. You know, and, um, it's like, well, we want to do a thousand one. Like, we, we never want to rest. Um, that there was there was an emphasis on rest. In fact, um, push-ups, which were worked hard, were only worked hard once a week um, in the in the standard routine. And wow. I, I, like my first thought was, well, I could get stronger and more muscular and more athletic and in better shape with this. But on the downside, I won't be able to do a million push-ups over seven years. And that was like a serious <laughs> concern for me. I, I was like, well, let me write down like how many I have now and I'll come back to it. You know, right. and I haven't gotten back to it. You know, like I could average out like how many push-ups I've done, but it, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's not a whole lot compared to what I was doing, but right. I, I'm a lot stronger and happier and it's better and it's more sustainable over time. So the comic conditioning, it really taught me this, this method of training, which I will term as progressive calisthenics, you can call it other things, but it's the idea of taking any kind of exercise like push-ups and finding endless variations that make it easier and endless variations that make it harder. Okay, so there's a push-up variation. Assuming you have arms, you know, like, you know, there's like exceptions, you know, people without arms, I don't, right. don't want to get into that. Um, there's, or and you're not paralyzed. Um, there's always a push-up variation you can do that, that, that you can work and you can work that until you get stronger to move on to a harder variation. At the same time, on the opposite end of the spectrum, there are push-up variations that the strongest man in the world, both like bodybuilder, power lifter, or strong men, the people like um, Eddie Hall and them, who can't do these. So right. like they, they, they exist. It's kind of like saying, well, if you get strong enough, you'll, you'll run out of weight to lift. No, there's, <laughs> there's like millions of pounds in the world. You're, you're not going <laughs> to run out of weight to lift. It's, the same, right. I mean, it's, it's for all intents and purposes, it's the same thing with push-ups. Same thing with um, pull-ups. Um, there are different exercises where, you know, you, you kind of get into, like, if you really want to push it, then it's like, well, what's the point of ex exploring that kind of variation? And if you want me to right. get into it, I can. Um, but no one's ever gotten close to that point. So it's kind of a moot point right now. Yeah. Yeah. Does That's that answer cool. your question? I, I know that was a really yeah. long answer. No, no, I like that. So so it seems like, you know, you had this this book. Um, and what was, like, the inspiration behind that book? It was it was a convict that was learning how to exercise? Okay. So uh, Paul Wade is uh is the author behind the convict conditioning series and by the way like he's the one who inspired me looking into calisthenics i didn't get all my information from this book but he sure. um I, I highly recommend to anyone um and i'll talk about like some potato universities that, that that are uh, around him and the book but um just reading the book it wasn't just that he was giving these exercises he was also just a good author he was a good writer and yeah it's funny because i mean he doesn't write in like if someone went to for example like yale it's not necessarily how they would write he, he kind of had this like blue collar down-to-earth way of writing which is very engaging and right. like people um I, I i originally went viral not for any exercise video but because people thought i was wholesome um and part of that came from yeah. him like he, he was a convict um but he was also very encouraging to any of his readers they're like no you can you can do this you just you gotta start here, and you're like he he broke everything down. Now it was in the frame of someone who went to prison and wanted to get stronger. You know, he said he was six foot one. Uh, forgive me, Paul, if you're watching this and I'm wrong. He said I think he was six foot one <laughs> and 140 pounds, soaking wet. You know, when he went to prison at age 19. Right. You know? And by the way, for anyone watching this, he is uh he never glorifies going to prison. He never he never glorifies that. This is something that he he's like really please try to like don't go to prison. 
Right. Um, like obey the law, do all of that. But it, like, if you happen to be in there, this is what I did to get strong because he said that he was very skinny and he didn't want to be anyone's bitch. That was his, <laughs> that was his exact quote. <laughs> I mean, Hey, if you're going to be in prison, like that's, that's a good reason to start working out. Right. Right. I mean, that's like a motivation to start working out, I guess. Um, but basically I, I really, um, I like when I read this stuff, I, I wasn't like, Oh, I, like I'm going to start a YouTube channel about this. No, I was like, Oh, this is really cool stuff. You know, and later on, when people ask me about things, uh, when I want to start talking about fitness, people would ask me, I'm like, well, no, you, you can build up with this and this and this. And I think people are reacting to the same information that's been around for literally millennia. This stuff has been around for thousands and thousands of years. But I put right. it in the framework of like, it's, it's like my stuff. If you've seen any of my content, it's different than like how someone would like talk to potential like prison inmates you know, i'm not talking to prison inmates right. i'm talking to a lot, a, lot, a lot of children a lot of women a lot of like moms and stuff and it, and it works just as well with them which is not something i expected but it's something that has helped people out and i'm very happy for that sure yeah so it seems like so from an early age you really valued exercise you started doing push-ups in front of the tv and and you started building kind of this understanding and then you read this book and you're like oh like I, I can actually be doing a lot more and set more, you know, intelligent goals than doing a million pushups in, in seven years and, and trying to make something more sustainable. How did that then transition into you making videos and, and you know, kind of being on a bunch of platforms? Okay, so um, a couple of things there. Um, I'll target the main question. Like, how did I go from learning about this to wanting to spread it? See, and like I mentioned, when I first learned about it, it was interesting to me. And um, first of all, it gave me a new goal for calisthenics um, because I was never really drawn towards weightlifting. Like every guy at some point, whether he wants to or not, is pressured to bench press. You know, yeah. I, I've tried to bench press. I'm like, okay. You know, and I, I just didn't really get it. You know, I, I didn't, you know, some people, they love doing it and there's nothing wrong with that. Like if you're doing it safely and you love doing it, please continue to do that. I hope you have a great life with that. Um, I just never really dropped like it was people like the idea of like being able to bench press more than all my friends. I'm like, meh, you know, like I, I <laughs> like I was the kind of person who want, like if I'm going to work out, I want to do it at home on my own time. If you see me work out, I'm in jeans and flip flops. That, that's not <laughs> like I don't dress up for that. That's just how I am. You know, right. that's just how I, I, I always ready to get into it. <laughs> um, so the, there was that. And so I, and it kind of gave me new goals. I'm like, wow. So there's. It's, a, it's an actual progression. You know, you get better right. at it. You're not just doing the same thing over and over again. Because, yes, I can do 500 push-ups. Oh, you know, like, I can do push-ups every day. Um, but not, like, that's really going to wear on some people. Some people are going to be like, well, what's the point? Like, you know, I don't see any right. muscle growth. You know, I'm not losing weight. You know, for me, I was just an active kid. I, I did it just to move. I like doing it. But, it, like, I understood that's not something that's going to work for a lot of people. And what really got to me was, like... The, one of the recommended routines in the book was um, push-ups, push-ups and leg raises. Like you work out three days a week and you right. only work one exercise hard once or twice a week, depending on the routine you choose. So it was kind of like, it was almost very, like for someone who was active and did a lot of exercise every day to doing that, um, to doing like a hard, like a medium repetition. So like nine to 12 reps, it almost felt like, I was like, oh, so I, I can think of strength and muscle as like an investment I put in the bank to where you don't have to suffer for it. Because, I mean, like depending on what you're watching, you're, either, you're watching like Naruto 
or Rocky, you know, like whether you like animated or not animated films, like there's something that inspires us. You're like, wow, I want to be like, like that guy. And like right. the hero is always suffering. Like he's walking, he's walking like 50 miles a day with like five gallons you know, balance on his head. Or, 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 I don't know. Five gallons of water balance on his head. <laughs> and th- th- that, that seems cool. But I mean, you really eventually, whether through experimentation or someone tells you, you realize that's not sustainable. You know, you can't always be hype. You know, like I'm speaking as someone who's like 90% hype, 90% of the time, you know, you can't always be motivated to do this stuff. You know, you just can't count on that, right. you know, and it's much more sustainable to find a routine and be like, well, I'm not going to expend all my energy here, but I'm going to put it in like, like, for example, getting from like pull-ups to one-arm pull-ups, which is a, still a relatively rare feat in my opinion, from going from regular pull-ups to, to pull-up. It took me about you know, a little bit less than a year and I worked pull-ups once a week. I worked two sets a week. I, I did like 15 pull-ups a week. I mean, if I did them every day, I mean, depending on how I did them, I could have gotten there faster, but I might've had joint pain. I might've been worn down. You know, I did them right. once a week. So you can, you, you can grow to like unusual levels of pound for pound strength while working once a week. I mean, everyone's different. I mean, it depends on how fast you recover. Like I probably could have done once every five days. You know, some people probably need more than that. So it depends. Um, so it was this idea of like kind of putting money in the bank and it's it's an investment. You're putting money into the bank every week, and it's going to grow. It's going to grow. You know that that's not the only way to grow money. Like this isn't an economics thing. There's there's, there's better ways to invest money than just putting it in the bank. But right, you know, that, that's the thing I'll, I'll compare it to. So fast forward. You know, like oh, this is relevant. Fast fast forward a couple <laughs> of years. Um, someone tells me something about a niche website. Um, I was like, well, what's a, what's a niche website? And she linked me to this thing. Hi. Um, and she, she linked me and she said, it's a website where you can generate passive income. So the idea for anyone watching this, and you can look into it, it's still a viable business model, is you write helpful articles um, and Google will eventually chart them. So like whenever you have like a niche problem, like if you are fixing your lawnmower and you're like lawnmower going boom, boom, boom. Okay, you type in Google lawnmower going boom, boom, boom. Okay, and, and, it, and there's an article about it. You're like, oh, son of a gun. I mean, th- there's a reason why there's a, a website about that. Like, if you look at that website, you might scroll up to the bottom and I might say, this, web, this website is a part of Amazon affiliates or, or something. Or you might see like ads on there. Okay, those are niche websites. Right. They're, they're, it's a job around us that we don't, we're not really aware of. But the idea is that people write articles that help people like you. Okay, and then because like so many people have lawnmowers that go boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom! Is it like, it's like, and I don't know. You know, um, the, the, I, I don't know. How I knew to what you're that. saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, people have these problems. There's a lot of ad revenue that, that can be generated. Like, if like if like twenty thousand people have that a month and go to that website, you know, that's a no. I mean, hundred thousand people have that. They go to your website every month. That's a decent amount of ad revenue that you can get. You know, depending right. on like who who you're. Um, who you're working with. And I mean, yeah. there's affiliate links. So it's, this is passive income. You, you, you get what I mean? Yeah. Like you do, you do the work now and then you make money while you're sleeping. It's not a get rich quick scheme. It's a get rich scheme you know, uh, or even just like a way to make money on a side scheme. So I was like, sure. okay, I, I kind of want to do a niche website. And they're like, well, first you have to pick a niche. And I was like, well, what should I do? You know? So I like, I, I wouldn't like, I was like, I experimented with, I was like, well, should I do one on like concealed carry stuff? Cause that was, that was something that was topical at the time. Should I do right. one on like early parenthood? Cause it's not something you have to be an expert in. It's just something that's a niche, you know, something right. that's small. Like, um, that you um, can do research on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, the, 
I almost did one on health and wellness, you know, just like, like not calisthenics, but like natural remedies, like science backed natural remedies. And if for anyone watching, if you're really into that, um, I think there's room in the market for that. It, like if you want to do a, a website or a blog or something about that to where right. you just, you research like not stuff that's like pseudo, I don't want to say pseudoscience, but like just stuff that, that's like obviously nonsense, um, right. but like stuff that's scientifically backed, but natural remedies people can do at home. There's, there's room in, there's room for that because I, um, that's something that I was eventually going to go into. Uh, eventually, I went into calisthenics. So hybrid calisthenics started as a blog. And I started writing some articles. And then some stuff, you know, it, then some stuff happened in my life. There, there, was some, there was a family member who got sick, and I had to take care of her, you know. And that kind of, like, like halted everything I was going on. Like, that halted my career. That halted this thing. That halted everything going on in my life. And I spent most of my time t- taking care of them. Right. Um, around... Around November of last year, November of 2019, um, I forget what, what my catalyst was or what my inspiration was, but I was like, oh, so I have hybrid calisthenics. I should get back into it. And so like, I, I like I like writing articles, but it's a little slow for me. I don't like being in front of the computer typing all day. I'm pretty good right. at writing articles, but I don't, I don't, I kind of don't like, it takes hours to, for me to write a good article that, that I yeah. like about something. And it's a lot of work. So I started making, yeah. So I think I saw some, um, I, I think there's a guy called Ryan Daniel Moran, who's like um, an internet entrepreneur, um, Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, like I, I didn't even know who Gary Vaynerchuk was. You know, I, I found the people who right. recommended him before I found Gary Vaynerchuk. I, I don't know how really? that works. So you would think, he, yeah, you would think how he would pop up into, uh, he'd pop into my explore page, but no, I never got like an organic Gary Vaynerchuk search. Huh. <laughs> I had to Google him. Yeah, that, that was really weird, you know. Uh, so, uh, Gary, if you're watching this, you know, get on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that you know, he, like he, people mentioned him, and they would mention him like he was, uh, it was a big deal. So I watched him, you know. And I mean, I know some people watch him, and it's like life changing for him. But for him, yeah. for me, it was like, oh, cool, you know, cool stuff, you know. Um, yeah. so I watched him, I watched some other people, and I kind of got into my mind that oh, I can make videos instead, instead of blog posts, you right. know. Like, so I started putting videos on YouTube, Facebook, and they were really they were more long form at first because I, the people I was watching, that's how they did theirs. You know, so it's not me talking at my current speed. It was me speaking around this kind of speed, you know, because I needed to speak slow enough to be articulate and also enough to where I could think about what I'm going to say next for about seven or seven, eight, nine minutes. Right. And that's actually, that's pretty difficult. It's harder than it sounds. (laughs) That's harder than it sounds for, uh, anyone that wants to try that, it, it's harder than it sounds to have an articulate video where you're just uh, <laughs> you're, you're talking to yourself, basically. So that, that's right. how I did them. And eventually, I heard about uh, TikTok. And they were like, "Someone said, well, you should get on TikTok." And I'm like, "Isn't that just dancing?" And and like, <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is. And I remember telling my my girlfriend, I was like, "I guess I'm gonna be on TikTok." And she's like, she's like "Oh, really?" I'm like, "Yeah," because I mean, be everywhere, right? You know, yeah. the, the, the um the limit was one minute. So I started making some 15 second, 20 second videos. Um, and that started growing. My first, my, the, you know, like people told me like, oh yeah, you can post on TikTok and get like 500,000 views on your first post. My first <laughs> TikTok post got zero views. It got zero, zero views. views. Like, I, like, wow. it, it, like it wasn't, yeah, zero points. It wasn't even the point where I could be like, oh, so there's something wrong with my content. No, it got zero views. So like, I, I don't even know if it was good or bad. You know, <laughs> no one reacted to it. So uh, right. um, I was like, well, whatever, you know, the, um, clearly whoever told me about TikTok, it was just full of it. So whatever. <laughs> but on my fifth one, I did a kind of a joke video. Um, 
to where anyone watching, it was me pretending to do a thousand push, a thousand pushups. I was like, one thousand is a lot of pushups. I'm glad I only did two. And it's kind of, it was a stupid <laughs> joke. Um, and that that was when I, that was my first uh, multi-million view video that, ever. So that was about I think I got like three million views. It, it it was okay. The interesting thing is not a lot not a lot of people followed me from that. I only got like two thousand followers from that. It's not a whole lot. Um, but that was the first time I went viral, you know. And then I was right. like, okay, well maybe. Uh, um, so I experimented with different things. I was still doing my long form videos. I did long videos, and I did like two or three short TikTok videos, which I also posted to Instagram Stories at the time, stuff like that. Um, but I never, I ne- There was really a the, a trigger point, I think. Um, and it might have happened before this. So I for- so forgive me if I'm forgetting, but I didn't really start growing a real audience. Um, until I started talking on shorter videos. Sure. Um, my first video that where I actually gained some more traction uh, was a video called Diamond Push-Ups. And I was saying, you don't have to do diamond push-ups with your hands in a diamond. You can just do them with your hands together. Because doing them with your hands in a diamond with your, with your thumb flared out, that for some people can kind of flare your elbow and that can kind of hurt your shoulder. You know, not always, right. but I mean, that's not something you have to do. For, for, so very small thing. And people... You know, they didn't necessarily, it wasn't, and you know, just thinking about it, you know, it's not a video that can go viral based on the idea alone, but I was kind of laughing. I was in a good mood when I made it uh, and people liked the vibe of it. So I started making videos on that. And I mean, even looking back, those videos, they weren't as high quality as the stuff I, I do now. Um, right. so, and, and I, I was doing that and I, I always listened to my audience and I made something about posture and that, that, that started growing. Um, so just to give people some context, the video, the joke video about a thousand push-ups got me to like 2,000 followers. Okay. Right. I grinded my way to like 3,000. And then when I made the video about uh, diamond push-ups, that got me to like 15K. Um, and I kind of grinded my way to like 24K. And then the posture video, that shot me to 150K. Wow. That was a big jump there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, it, it, it is a big jump, but that's the thing. You like, People who want to go viral right away from their first video, people might not follow you. Like right. they want to look at your account and realize that, oh, you have a whole whole library of stuff like this. You know, you're, right. you're not like just a one-off viral do? video. This yeah. one. Right, exactly. So, so, I mean, you can have, like, I can have a video go viral from, of me dancing. It might, it might not be, it might, I might not get a lot of followers from that, you know. So like, right. keep in mind that the posture video and the, um, the, the joke push-up video got a similar amount of views. One got me two thousand followers. Another got me one hundred and sixty thousand. Yeah. So, so um, it, it makes it makes a big difference. Um, and I followed up on that, and I never really. I don't think I really had another big jump. You know, there were like sixty, fifty k jumps from like short videos. But I, I basically just grew from there. You know, I I, I, list, I always listened to what my audience wanted. You know, I, I asked them every hundred k, um, and you don't have to wait for hundred k. You can ask us before that. You ask every every thousand followers. Um, Explain who you are to your new followers and say, this is who I am. How can I help you? How can I serve you? Because, uh, and I'll end on this, because I know this is a very long answer, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're good, man. You're good. Uh, the, um, like, so I think, I, I, so as we're talking now, I have, about six, I have a little bit over 600,000 on TikTok right now. I have a couple uh, other platforms. So about 800,000, about 800,000 across social media. Okay. Um, and if there's a, le- if you want to, if you want to take anything from me and you're someone who's trying to grow on social media or trying to grow an online business, in my opinion, always think about those 800,000 people. They don't follow you. 
you follow them. Okay, you, you are there to serve them. And that, if that bothers you, let me remind you, you're not a slave. Okay, um, you, you are doing this willingly. Okay, but you serve them. You serve them like a butler, you know, like, a, and I mean, depending on how, how you monetize, maybe a well-paid butler. But you're, you're, you're Batman. You're, you're Batman. You're Alfred. You're Alfred. You know, you're, you're a well-paid Alfred. butler. Yeah, you're, you're a well-paid butler. And I mean, you always serve them. If you make it about you, for me, that's something that can be very vapid. And unless you are special, you know, unless these celebrities that we, we, we know, um, that can be very temporary <laughs> if you make it all about you. Right. So that, that, that's, that's, my, that's my social media story. Yeah, I like that. And I think too, like, like you mentioned, a big reason why you've blown up as well is because you put out wholesome content. And and for me, at least, and the people that, um, you know, I've sent your videos to because I'm like, oh, well, this person I know can't do a push up. And like, this video explains how to, you know, do the motions and, and go through it and build up that strength so that you can do a push up. Um, the biggest thing that I've gotten feedback wise is that you're wholesome and you're supportive. And I think that aspect coupled with taking these exercises that, you know, you might not consider a challenge to like the average person, like a single push-up, but to some people, like that's that's insurmountable. Taking it and breaking it up and offering that support along the way, I think is huge. So how did you decide to start adding that wholesome kind of edge and that supportive edge into your workout content? Okay, so uh, I love that you asked me that question um, because this is not something I, I necessarily get asked about or like have a, in this kind of context to where I can get, give my opinion because I think this is kind of important, not just to social media, but to life. I never sat down and said, I'm going to do fitness content in a wholesome way. I never, I, I never, I never sat down and be like, well, I'm going to be the guy who works out in flip-flops. I never sat down. I, I, just, I just talked. Okay. Yeah. I, um, so I think... This applies to me, and I think it applies to almost everyone, if not everyone, that we are all we don't have to find our niches because people will identify our niches ourselves. Like again, in that video about diamond push-ups, which is the first time that I really went viral for being wholesome, I did not decide to be wholesome. People decided that I was. I made it because I was in a good mood. These catchphrases that I'm known for, and I don't want them to get burned out, like hello my friends, or have a beautiful day. <laughs> I never sat down and said, Well, I want this to be a catchphrase. Right. Okay. The first time I said have a beautiful day. I think I was in a really good, I don't even know what video it was. Um, I was in a really good mood. I wanted everyone to have a beautiful day. I was feeling blessed. I wanted, I wanted genuine. to bless other people. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and when I said my friend, you know, which I mean, you can say that, you can say my friend in a very cringy way. You know, you can think of like the, the neck beard for the door <laughs> thing. It's like, hello, my friend, my lady. You, know, so, so, I mean, you can say that, but I mean, um, you know, I almost want to say that if I manufactured it, it might come off that way. Some people probably right. still think of that way. I, I don't know. If, I don't want a fedora, but. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> some people probably think it's cringy, but for me, it was very genuine. I was like, like, I want them to know that they're my friends and they feel like my friends to me. I, at least I want them to know that I'm a friend to them, at least as much as I can be as, you know, a talking head on the internet. So I never sat down and said that I, I want to give fitness in a wholesome, in, in, in an inviting, in a non-judgmental way. That, that's just how I was. Sure. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that. People, people like that, but I mean, some, like, there's also people who just yell at you for a living um, and that people think it's funny. You know, some people want that, you know, some people, right. they don't like, you know, I don't really, you don't really see that on my videos, but I mean, some people like being yelled at. They're like, all right, this guy motivated me because he called me a bitch. You know, <laughs> that, that, that's, uh, right. that happens. So I'm, I, I don't think we have to identify 
our niches. You know, other people will identify them for us. It would just be ourselves. Sure. sure. And I think too, like, it says a lot about you that that wasn't like a conscious choice. You were like, I was in a good mood. And therefore I said, have a beautiful day. I was in a good mood right. and I was feeling friendly. Therefore I said, hello, my friends. And, and I think too, that has definitely become like a huge part of your brand is that wholesome aspect and that support. But like you said, it doesn't ever feel forced or manufactured because it's not. You're just like, I'm in a good mood. I'm going to show some people how they can get some agility or how they can do this workout or, you know, attain this small goal that they have this week. And I'm going to show them how to do that while also, again, being supportive. But it wasn't a conscious decision. It was just something that you were doing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So something that comes naturally to me. And And if being nice doesn't come naturally to you, I mean, I mean, be nice to people, you know, that, that's, that's, it's a, a good general rule, yeah. but, um, again, I mean, your, your thing could be different. I mean, your thing could be that you are the fitness guy who is extremely good looking, you know, that, that, that could be the thing. I mean, really, you know, or, or yeah. you could be the guy, you could be the, the strangely motivating chubby fitness guy. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> like if you have a pop, you, you know, people <laughs> might be like, this is funny because I, I like what he's saying and he's chubby. You know, I mean, you yeah. could be called like Fit Santa. You know, you know, you never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I'm gonna take that from you. I'm I'm gonna brand okay. that take myself. It. Take, 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 take things Santa. from me. Take things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, another thing too is is you've been blowing up uh, on an app called iFunny a lot recently, mm-hmm. and um, iFunny is really interesting. I've I've used it on and off for many, many years. It's, it's a really interesting place because for those who don't know, it's mainly focused on memes and funny videos and things like that. But your content has gotten what they call featured, which means that it's put on the page and it's pushed out to all the users a couple times a day that like this is the best stuff on the app for like this week or this day or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. you've gotten featured pretty regularly for like the past month. So, so how did that start? And, and where are you now with that? Okay, so um, first I want to mention, uh, it's not first and foremost, this is just a thing I, I don't want to forget, is that, you know, I gave advice. You know, I, look, my, my job is to give advice on things, but I mean, like, I gave some advice on growing your brand on social media and TikTok and stuff. Um, and if anyone's watching this and like, oh, well, I, you know, I want to try iFunny I based on the stuff I'm about to, I'm about to say, um, I am not trying to keep a secret from you iFunny wants me to keep iFunny secret. <laughs> you know, you're not, you're not supposed to talk about it, but um, I, I'm not trying to keep it a secret from you, but I would, you know, be careful about how you go around that because the community there is very tight knit, I would say. And right. I, I happen to do well, you know, whether by my own, by my own merit or luck or mixture, uh, your content may not. So if you're looking like, and try that, I, I would say that first, like your content may not because they um they, they can re- react very aggressively to certain kinds of content depending on it's really specific yeah right which which i think is is interesting about how you've been so popular there over the past you know whatever it's been like a month because a lot of the content is typically centered around like funny stuff and and in right. fact there's like you're saying it's tight knit and they can react aggressively to things that aren't funny you know that's like on any right. post that's like informative or like a fact or whatever like that a lot of people are commenting like this isn't funny why is it on i'm funny but your content focuses on i would say education and advice and well-being 
and it does exceptionally well there. So why do you think that is? Okay, so um, th- there are certain things that I probably don't understand yet. So there's some things I, I just have to I have to guess on it. Um, how I got started on iFunny, um, and I, I mean it's funny because th- there are some followers there or some people who know me who probably don't know this. I didn't make, you know, like a lot of things that came to me. I didn't make the executive decision like oh, I'm going to go on iFunny. I didn't know what it was. Um, right. Apparently, someone had taken some of my um, some of my videos and they had posted them there and they got featured. Okay. Um, because they wanted to, they wanted to get likes and followers, by the way, I, I don't begrudge them that I don't begrudge them that. So apparently my posture video, when it was, I think it was blowing up in like April, uh, people liked it and they, they took it, they downloaded it, they shared it. Um, it apparently got featured. There. I, I no one. So good job on like keeping the first two rules of iFunny. <laughs> no one told me that. <laughs> no one told me like, Oh, you're featured on iFunny. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that, 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 surely someone knew, but no one told me that. So, um, yep. uh, I, I just, I didn't know what it was. I, I knew what it was in the back of my mind. Cause I, I, I had right. seen certain memes from it. You know, I had seen, you know, like kind of like how most people in the world probably think of iFunny. You know, like they've heard of it before, but it's kind of in the fringe. Um, sure. And then recently I had a video that I actually, it was actually a remake called uh, can't do pull-ups. You know, if you can't do pull-ups do this. And, um, I, you know, if anyone's watching, feel free to look it up. It's on different places on the internet now. Um, basically you, you start up with an easier variation wall pull-ups, horizontal pull-ups, jackknife pull-ups, and then pull-ups. Um, and people resonated with that. And that someone took, um, a user, you know, I, I don't, I don't hate him, but I, I remember his name. So I'm going to mention it called Hemi, you know, he posted that on iFunny and it, it got featured. And this time I had a friend on Facebook. Okay. Who I'm not going to identify because <laughs> people have been asking for it. Uh, <laughs> so he, he said, Hey, uh, someone took your video and it got featured on iFunny. It got like 67,000 likes, you know, yeah. and like, uh, th- that same video got like 200,000 likes on TikTok. So I'm like, Oh, you know, cool. You know, it, it's not, yeah, you know, it's not this wasn't the first time I had, I had yeah, you know, it, it wasn't like my first time getting, you know, I, I already had an audience before. So I, I wasn't right. like, well, I don't know, what's the opposite of starstruck? You know, I, I wasn't like, I, I was used to having like a certain amount of feedback on my videos. So it, it wasn't, I was like, oh, cool. And I checked it out, you know, and this first video, people, there, there was a mixture of people who were really happy and people who didn't like me because some of them, because I wasn't white, you know, <laughs> some uh, different <laughs> things, you know, by the way, just personally, that stuff doesn't really bother me. You know, yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever. I mean, you know, it's, we can get it's it. sad that that happens though. Like that, that it was aggressive towards you because you weren't white. Right. Well, I mean, so, so, I mean, I will say, you know, some people are un- unhappy with this, but some of them were just saying it jokingly. You know, you could say like racism isn't a joke. And I mean, I agree it, it can be very serious, but some people right. were just saying it jokingly. And, and I mean, for me, I, see, I grew up in Arkansas, which is supposed to be a racist state. You know, I grew up as a, a non-white person and I never, just fun fact, I never really felt like I experienced racism or at least serious racism um, yeah. because the people that might say like what would be considered racist things, like, dude, if I were, if I were white, they make fun of me for something else. It's just like, it's the mindset behind that. Right. You know, if everyone were white, these same people, they'd be making fun of me for, you know, for, for not wearing cotton. I, I don't know, you know, or for like <laughs> being under six foot, you know, right. or, you know wearing flip-flops, you know, who knows, you know, It'd so be something there's else, always, right. there's always going to be um, some kind of like idiosyncrasy or quirk that people will pick on you for. So it, um, 
that never that never really bothered me in the slightest. And we can we can talk into like what kind of what actually bothers me online uh, in a second. Um, but no, people were positive, and um, but it's interesting to note they weren't as nice as they are now. Really, the, the, the people are people are uh, people are exceptionally kind to me on iFunny, and I, I really I really thank them for that. So um, I, I thank anyone for being kind to me because I know they don't have to. You know, it's the yeah. internet. You can you can, you can say what well, you can say pretty much anything you want. So I, <laughs> right. uh, for anyone watching this, I uh, thank you so much. You know, I, I appreciate that. And I'll, I'll do my best to deserve that kindness. But they, it was it was a mixture of like mostly good stuff, and there were some and some people, a lot of people were asking, "Who is this guy?" Um, and I, I said, "Oh, well, I'll make a I'll make an account and I'll try to comment." You know, and I spent like uh, fifteen minutes. This was three a.m. It's like I, I couldn't sleep. Fifteen minutes, you know, it wasn't keeping me up, but I, I was like, "Oh, cool!" You know, I'll try. I try to comment on iFunny. I'm like, so like this is Hampton, you know, the premature boomer. You know, <laughs> on Google how to comment on iFunny. I'm like, "Oh, it's an app." You know, so I downloaded the app, <laughs> and I started commenting. I'm like, "Hey, my name's Hampton from Hybrid Calisthenics. You know, here's how you can find me." I answered some questions. People were asking like, "Where to buy the rings?" I'm like, "Well, I, I actually sell the rings, um, so y- you can check them out here." Um, or you can buy them on Amazon or Google or, 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 or whatever. But I mean, I appreciate if you bought them for me. Um, I gave them the link to my website. Uh, it's funny because people ask the same question, but iFunny didn't let me copy and paste the same answer. Oh, yeah. 3 a.m. Yeah, so typing everything out. Right. I, I was like, how did I rephrase that my name is Hampton? I'm like, Hampton is my name. And I was like, okay, there we go. So <laughs> there were different ways I, I did that. Then I was like, okay, cool. And then another video got featured uh, of mine. It was the push-up one. I'm like, well, people are going to take my videos. You know, I, I might as well just post them myself. Yeah. And no, 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 wait, I, I apologize. I apologize. When I, when I, because I'm, that also happened, but this thing happened before where people were asking, are you actually Hampton? Are you actually hypercalisthenics or are you a fake account? And I, I said, no, no, I like, I was like, why would anyone want to pretend to be me? I like just for anyone watching. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not. I mean, if you think it's fun, it is fun, but it's fun for me because like I am kind of a quirky character. Yeah. But like like most people, you know, if they were put into my shoes and were doing the stuff, you know, like if they want like Internet attention or, or, or whatever, not that I have not that I'm a huge celebrity. You know, I'm, I'm very small on the Internet celebrity, like very the lowest tier. The lowest tier. But, <laughs> you're still on you know, the list, but you're at the bottom. Yeah, yeah that's the bottom list. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I'm going to use that. I'm going to steal that. No, uh, there they, we go. Uh, they, you have to answer a lot of questions. Like, if yeah. you're genuinely me, if you have like my mindset and everything, you answer a lot of questions that people don't even know about. Like, uh, like on DMs and stuff. Like uh, on comments, yeah, people, you know, this stuff. And I, if I make like a, a video answering a question, yeah, I get some attention. But I spend a lot, I've answered thousands of DMs. You know, for people who who have back pain or or, or like or like are, are fat and are unhappy about it, you know, I'm you know I'm yeah, um, yeah. You have to answer a lot of questions. They can get really tiring. You know, I'm I love sure. people who who send me these messages. I, I I love them. You know, I don't blame them for that. I ask for it. I ask for it. But I'm just saying it can get really tiring. Um, I and I mean, there's there's part of me. This is not this is unpaid. You know, for the the DM part. Yeah. But there's part of me that's like, these people they they must be in a bad place if they're asking me for help. So who am I right. to not spend that extra minute or so typing out a paragraph, you know, and, and, and sending it back to them so it can get really tiring. So I was like, why would anyone want to pretend to be me online? So I, I was like, well, whatever. <laughs> so I, I made a video called Hello to iFunny, I think. I forget what it was. Yeah, I think it was Hello to iFunny. I was like, yeah, 
it's in fact me. I was like, you, like I mentioned that exact thing. I was like, why would you want to pretend to be me? You have to answer a lot of questions. And I was like, people were saying, I'll stay away from this app. You know, it's horrible and racist. They'll convert you. I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> if you're horrible and racist, I mean, you can still watch my videos. I mean, you need to be fit too. You probably need to be fit more if you're horrible and racist. You know, like maybe some push-ups will change your your outlook you got on some life. Unhealthy stuff going on if you're right, if you're you racist yeah. and a bad person. Yeah, exactly. right, exactly. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so I mentioned that, and I got verified there. I, I, I didn't even that was my. I didn't even realize you could get verified verified on iFunny. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. well, well, that's pretty cool. And people asked me to post my videos, so I said, okay. I'll post some videos. I started posting with my most helpful ones. Um, and it got featured a lot. That, that, that was really when there was a spike yeah. in popularity. Um, it got featured a lot. Um, too much, in my opinion, too much. Um, <laughs> you, you, you're you up there every day. That, no, you have to, yeah, the people, like, there was, like, like videos of people, like, scrolling through, like, five different posts. And it was either my post, a repost, or a meme about me. And, and people <laughs> were starting to get burned. I, like, some people were getting burned out on, on it. It wasn't a whole. It wasn't as many as as I thought it would, um, and it kind of made me uncomfortable because here's a fun fact: I ne- don't necessarily like being the center of attention, despite being someone who does like videos and stuff. Really? Um, well, I mean, he, I'm okay being the center of attention if I'm do if I'm giving a seminar, and you signed up and you want to come here. Right. <clears throat> if you want to sign up, you want to come here because for me that is while that is the center of attention. You chose, like, you're asking me to help you. You're asking, right. like, if you sign up for my seminar, you ask me to help you and you want to listen to my advice. That's cool. But I would not be someone who's, like, on, on a loudspeaker in the middle of town, like, yelling people. I, I don't want to, like, force myself on other people, you know? Right. So I, I, was, I was like, this is making me a bit uncomfortable. So I was like, well, maybe I'll slow down to posting maybe once a week, you know, or, right. or like, or maybe I'll, I'll start posting once a day. You know, I made a, I made a video about that and I slowed down my posts. And the meme slowed down a little bit. So, and I was going to start only posting once a week, but I, I feel like it's slowed down enough to where I can post almost daily. Uh, because I, look, guys, I, I don't want to be the god of iFunny or, or whatever you call it. That's funny. <laughs> that's, that's cool. That's cool. But I just want to be an account posting on there. My gosh, you know, like, right. I, I, this has to be one extreme idea. I just want, like, people who like the videos to check out the videos. And anyone who says, well, I hate this guy, you know, I'll be like, well, block me. You know, I like, I, you yeah. know, it's like, oh, you I hate his voice. Me. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I have to listen to my voice all day sometimes. I hate it sometimes too. So, you know, like we should be friends because we have something in common because I too also dislike my voice sometimes. You know, it's like, well, like your, yep. your face bothers me. I'm like, me too. <laughs> I get tired of looking at it. You know, I had to look at it all the time. You only had to see it for a few seconds. I mean, oh I, you should gosh. feel sorry for me. I had to deal with it my entire life. So, <laughs> so there's that stuff. So no, if you don't like my content, please block me. You know, block me or like scroll past, do whatever. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at at all. So that's kind of where I am with iFunny right now. You know, again, I don't yeah. know everything about it. You know, I, I you know I, I try to be in 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 touch with the community. Everyone told me that I'd be hated, um, in one week. <clears throat> they said that they'll, they'll love you and then they'll hate you in one week. I'm like, okay. Like whatever, the shrug. It it, it 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 doesn't like right. whatever. It, h- hate me, you know. Um, I'll probably still post until you ban me. <laughs> no, that's that's probably that's probably what it is because because some people like it, you know. That's yeah. the thing. Uh, like quite a bit, like a significant amount of people like it. So I want to help them, and the people that want to hate me, they're they're free to ignore me. You know, it's the internet. You can ignore me because I, I'm just like one one small swipe away from not seeing me, one click yeah. from never seeing me again if you block me, you know, there or you even block like everybody who makes memes about me, whatever. Um. So th- th- there is that. There is that. So that's where I am. Um, I will continue to probably make 
um, periodic posts, probably like once daily, maybe once every other day. Not as much as I post on other social media, but that's right. where I'm at with iFunny right now. Does that answer your question? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like it, it says so much about you that um, I think number one, your attitude is, is fantastic. Like you're just, you're up on it. You're like you said, you're 90% hype. You're, you're a lot of fun. And I think too, being able to laugh at yourself and, you know, people coming at you with hate and you're just like, Hey man, you know, I hate some things about me too. Like we, there, there we go. We have something <laughs> in common. Like right. I just, I think that attitude is such an important thing. And especially with everything going on right now, this has been just an insane year. Uh, you know, we've got COVID, we've got like civil unrest. It's just, everything right. is, is going to hell in a handbasket right now. And so I think a lot of people could do with an attitude adjustment and just being like, you know what? We're going to find the positive. We're going to have a laugh and, and we're going to learn something along the way. And I think that's to me, like the essence of your videos is, is just having a better attitude about something that you might struggle with. And so I think that's fantastic. Right. Right. Well, uh, the, the attitude, um, mindset, you know, I had to be careful because I say a lot of things on everything. I'm like, motivation is everything. Discipline is everything. Happiness <laughs> is everything. But I, I'm going to say it again. <laughs> mindset is everything. You know, you like yeah. your mindset. Um, you know, someone who's having the worst day of his life, somebody who's having the best day of his life could be in very similar situations. It depends on your perspective, you know, right. and um, I probably get just by value of like size alone, you know, again, not very, not, not, a, not huge, you know, but I mean, bigger than like so, someone who doesn't do social media with like, right. and, like 500 friends on Facebook, you know, right. I, I get more hate just because I'm exposed to more people. Um, exactly. And a big thing that is almost cliche for some people, but some people have never heard this before, so I want to say it, is that, that people who are hating on you, you know, um, they're usually not doing great themselves. You know, yeah. like winners don't have time to hate on you. You know, no. like I don't have time to go on someone's push-up video and be like, well, you're just a skinny little wuss. You know, I, I, <laughs> I don't have time for that. You know, because I mean, right. like, why would I, why would I do that when I have other people that are asking you for help? I don't have time to, 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 to comment on someone, to like complain to someone else. You know, right. so, um, you know, people who are, genuinely hating on you not constructive criticism you know that's, that's, that's well that's, that's a different thing it's different, different right thing. it's uh, just um, the hate right if it's just hate um they're usually not doing well themselves so i mean when possible you don't have to but try to feel sorry for them just feel some compassion for them you know and i mean if you're feeling it because i like I, i'm usually so pumped full of love and, and like i feel blessed a lot <laughs> that it, yeah. like I, I i feel like okay with like telling someone Sure. If you want to yell at me, but I mean, are you doing okay, brother? You know, um, I mean, is there something I can do to help you? Or if you hate me, why? What, what do you hate about me? Um, you know, and I mean, if it bothers you, you know, we'll, we'll try to work something out. Or, or, or like, here, here's some, here's why it shouldn't bother you, or different things like that. You know, the, right. like for me, that's very simple. And I mean, if it bothers you to do that, like if someone, some people are pretty low themselves, so you don't have to do that. But when when we can, if we show our haters some compassion. Um, I feel like that's a really good thing. Yeah. I mean, I've, I think I've heard that like once or twice, but right. never, I think you, you've explained it so eloquently, which is like winners don't have time to be hating on other people. And I think that, that really sums it up that some people that are, that are spreading this hate, a lot of them are probably not doing well themselves. Right. And it's, it's the same thing with like bullies, right? Like everyone had a bully it pretty much in, you know, the lower grades of school and stuff like that. And, you know, like, like for me personally, 
I have my middle school bully I talk to on a weekly basis. And oh. we started that probably about two or three months ago, just out of the blue. I looked him up and I was like, I wonder how he's doing. And I checked in with him and I think he's doing like better now. But, you know, we talk on a weekly basis and I'm like, there's here's this guy that that I had built up in my mind over all of these years as like this horrible person. He did so many bad things and he's just a bad guy and there's nothing else going on. He's just an evil person. And I'm talking to him and he's like, yeah, man, like, like, how's your life going? And like, like, how are you? And, you know, in learning, like he, he's got dreams and he's got goals and stuff like that. And I'm sure that he was struggling with a lot of stuff back then that now he's still probably trying to escape. And so to have yeah. that compassion for someone that has treated you poorly in the past, I think number one is, is incredibly um, transformative for your own mindset to, to put Absolutely. yourself in their shoes is it's so good for you. you you're going to feel better and, and you're not going to be holding on to this, your own hate towards this person that hated you. And I think the second thing too, is to show compassion to that person. A lot of them, in my experience, flip. And they're like, yeah, like I'm going through this, this, and this. I feel like I don't right. have anybody I can talk to. I don't have anybody in my life right now. And, and reaching out and throwing that connection is like, it's, it's massive to some of these people who are going through things and sometimes being rude to someone is their cry for help. Right, right. Well, and good on you for doing that. Uh, I'm curious. Thanks, did man. Your, did this bully, you know, that's really big. And I mean, that's like rare, a lot more rare than it should be um, to have um, I know passion and humility to do that. Did he wonder why you reached out to him? Did he ask? He didn't. He didn't okay. ask. And, um, and, you know, for a while it was, we've also never had a conversation about um, any of the bullying, which, which I do want to have with him um, eventually, but I feel like we're like not at that point yet, but okay. we, I, I feel like it was like a mutual understanding that like, we're not going to talk about that yet. And so I reached out, and I reached out a couple times and we would just have like very short conversations. And now it's to the point where like, he'll reach out to me sometimes too. And like, we're just, we're just chatting it up as if we're like old buddies. And, you know, I'm comfortable with, with leaving it like that until I feel like we've gotten to a place where, you know, we can sit down or hopefully, you know, after COVID and like actually meet up again and like, you know, have a beer or something or sit down and, and actually have a conversation about like, our relationship over the course of, you know, the past like 10 years, because this was a long right. time ago. And, right. you know, things change and people change. And I just think it's, to me, what you're saying resonates really strongly with me, because I, I'm big on second chances, I'm big on turning things around for people that that maybe don't deserve it. And it, or or would be seen as deserving of that kind of compassion. And I think it, yeah. again, it changes your mindset. And it could also be a huge help to someone that has so much more in their life going on than you could ever realize. So you say you believe in second chances. I'm curious if you believe in third chances. That's, that's a good question. See, now you're interviewing me. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, it's a discussion. It's a discussion, right? I'm, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. I, I think, you know, so I think it's the whole, the whole notion of like turn the other cheek. And it's like, I, I think I go back and forth in that. Because giving someone a second chance, I don't think is as dangerous as giving someone a third chance. Because once you get to that third chance, it's not really like, a, oh, they screwed up and like they learned their lesson. And so I'm giving them another shot right. at it. It's like right. they're showing persistence in 
screwing something up. So I think right, I think right. I would like to say if if I'm trying to inflate myself, I'd be like, yeah, I believe in a million, you know, other chances. But right. I think if it was to me personally, I think a lot of people struggle with with being able to give that you know third chance or fourth chance or fifth chance out because you've been bitten so many times, and I think that's a struggle too. Well, and I think that's okay because keep in mind that it's your second chance, your third chance that you're giving them. But every time they meet a new person, that's a new chance. Your yeah. third, your your second chance could have been their millionth chance. Right. So, like again, like when we reach out and we help our haters, um, that that can be like we don't have to take on the responsibility by ourselves. It's, it's just like no, no one really funds an entire charity by themselves. But right. you take something, you know, like wakes for kids, you know, and through the benefit of a lot of people, you know, we are creating serious change, and that that happens with a single person as well. I think, and. Um, th- this stuff is, is actually very important. It's not just about like our online self-esteem and mental health is very important by itself, but it goes beyond that because, you know, like bullying, you know, as bad as it is, you know, like, and I mean, like, I know it can get really bad, but just yeah. like, we're talking like medium bullying, not, not like serious, like hurting right. someone, bullying, um, and pushing someone to suicide, you know, you know, that's really bad stuff. Um, medium bullying. Is more forgivable usually, depending on the case, than like someone who perpetuates abuse. You know, if they were abused as a right. child, right? right? And a lot of these people, you know, I'm not necessarily making excuses for them. Right. They were abused as a kid. They were abused as a kid. You know, and they there's something going that. on that that put them into that situation where they felt like that was what they should be doing. Right. And and, and I mean, they're going to lash out beforehand. They're more likely to be bullies in in school yeah. to, to do all this bad stuff. And if we catch them before they, they really cross that threshold of being something that a lot of people would consider unforgivable or m- much less forgivable, right? Um, that can make all the difference in the world. You know, yeah. like it's a lot like it's like, yeah, you, you call me a poop head, you know, but I, and I, instead of calling you a poop <laughs> head back, you know, I'm, I'm going to call you, you know, I'm going to say you have nice, nice teeth, you know, or something. You know, that's a lot more innocent and, and fine than like, oh, well, you, you beat up your wife you know, who's my sister. No, I'm really going to lay in on you. you know? Right. And so that, that's, a yeah. Little, yeah. So if we that compassion that, too. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Catching, catching, like you're saying, like that, that compassion and, and at the right moment can be life-changing for someone who might feel like their actions are irreversible, but they were feeling like they needed to have those actions, but it can also be like, it can also stop them from doing something that maybe unforgivable in the future because someone right. actually took a chance. Someone gave them their millionth chance that happened to be their personal third chance. And, and yeah, so I love that, man. That's huge. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, it was great having you on the show. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully we can have you on in the future and, and uh, you're going to continue it. growing. I think you're going to continue growing. I think you're going places. Well, I, I, I hope to do that. I hope to do that. But I mean, uh, if I, if I could, if I'm just happy, anyone wants to hear me babble about calisthenics and I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I am so hashtag blessed. It's like, I can be like, Oh, you know, pull-ups. I can tell you, I can, I can tell you all about pull-ups. And they're like, here's why this is like, here's the, here's the history of that. Here's this. And they're like, here's like the, the difference between like grip variations, you know, you know, before I was ever online doing this, I was driving my friends crazy talking about it. You know, so I'm just glad anyone wants to hear me talk about it. I'm very lucky. And if I can continue to help people um, and hopefully make a living doing that, I am really happy with that. Um, do, you, do you mind if I uh, tell people about something that I have for free, not, not a product of mine? Go for it. Go for okay. it. Okay. Um, you mentioned stuff about 
um, COVID and quarantine, how people aren't doing well for now, uh, the biggest thing usually for a fitness personality to sell is a fitness course, you know, a fitness, you know, like a, a routine or something. Um, I'm giving that out for free because I think a lot of people really need that now. There's nothing wrong with selling it, by the way. Like, you know, like Athlean X, you know, right. Kino Body, they, they sell, they make their entire living on selling routines. You know, that's probably my most profitable, profitable potential product. But I wanted to give that out for free. Okay, I want to give it out for free. It's on my website, hybridcalisthenics.com slash routine. Um, we're, we're always honing it. So if people have questions about it, let me know, you know, like send me an email or something and I'll try to, I'll update it so it's more clear. Um, but that's entire, it's exactly what I do. It's the exact routine I do. Scalable to very weak to extremely strong. Same routine I do. Take it if you think it can help you out. That's great. Thank you so much, man. Of course, man. Of course, man. Um, thank you so much for having me on the show. It was a lot of fun. Of course. All right. We'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye. All right. And that is going to do it for our episode today. Huge shout out to Hampton of Hybrid Calisthenics for coming on the show. Uh, I thought he gave some really cool answers about what he does, how he started, and why he does what he does. Really enjoyed having him. Hopefully, we can have him on again in the future. If you really enjoyed this episode, please let me know. You can go to www.solo.to forward slash tots. Send me an email. Tell me what you thought of the episode. There you can also find our Spotify. You can go to our YouTube and you can also check out our Patreon. So if you really appreciated this episode or some of the other episodes that we've done, please consider becoming a patron and financially backing the podcast so we can continue putting out these episodes every single Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that is also when we post, and we post every Friday again. Uh, So if you want to check out our other episodes, you can go there. You can also go to our main website, which is www.totspodcast.com. But the first website I told you about, that has all of our links. You can find all of our stuff there. Again, we are now filming most of our episodes. Uh, This one obviously wasn't filmed, but most of the other ones are. Uh, You can actually also check out some clips on our YouTube of some of the interviews, including this one, at that YouTube link of different specific things that guests are talking about. Please check those out. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.